You're listening to True Stories Told Live. Welcome to Speakeasy, where our tellers get on stage with their whole, authentic, beautifully human selves and speak their experience. No notes, just the memory of a life lived. On our stage, you'll hear humor, hope, embarrassment, disappointment, grief, lust, anger, love, remembrance, the whole brilliant and nuanced spectrum of what it is to live as individuals in community with others. Here at Speakeasy, our incredibly gracious audience holds all of it, sighing together, laughing together, crying together, and cheering our hearts out together. There's a symbiotic thing we've got going here between our tellers and our listeners where each person creates that sacred space that just unflinchingly holds each other's stories, where we bear bits of our souls and bear witness. Join us the first Thursday of every month in Columbus, Ohio, at 7 p.m., where we gather at Wild Goose Creative, nestled in amongst the gallery's newest art exhibit. With a simple theme as inspiration, 10 tellers sign up, brave up, Step up in front of a microphone and get honest. What you're about to hear is one of those stories. I had to come up the wheelchair ledge. <laughs> not only do I not think I can clear the stage, if I fall, I'll go right through. I said I'm the, I'm the speakeasy dad. I was thinking, like, I was going to make a dad bod, but I'm like, it's like two to three dad bods. <laughs> I gotta say, as a, as a, as a dad, and I'm a, like a bio dad, or just a dad, I don't know what you call it. I have children, they live with me. Why is this confusing for me? But the whole dad bod thing bugs the shit out of me. People are like, you know, people that, they're little, they've got a little, and I look at the pictures, I'm like, that's the best looking man I've ever seen. I, what are you talking about? This is dad bod, motherfucker. Anyway, that's one dad's opinion. Um, you know, there was a lot, it's been a lot of um, really vulnerable and beautiful sharing uh, tonight. Um, and uh, I think before I start my well thought out and elaborate story, um, I just wanted to say something. Um, if this is overwrought and bullshit, uh, do me the grace of letting it pass over you. Um, but if it's useful at all, uh, as a dad um, and as a pastor, I just want to say, speaking for those people, I'm really sorry for all the shit we fucked up for you, if that's helpful for anybody. We, we, thank you. Happy to talk more later. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to talk about the skeletons in the closet because that was the theme that was assigned. Um, and uh, I was trying to think about I'm like, I have legit speakers, but I don't want to tell you them. And I'm not going to. So I was like, what else could I was like, what about like, shit I don't want my mom to know about? I'm like, that'll work for me. And I thought of a couple of things. I thought about... Um, it's funny, I grew up uh, also in the 80s and, and, and 90s uh, in a Christian home. Um, weirdly, my dad was a geologist who became a pastor, so 
a Baptist pastor. I was like, could we be related? Probably. If you think about the family tree, we're all. But anyway, um, I'm from Pennsylvania. Um, but uh, um, there's a lot of rules. Some of you grew up in Christian families in this time period, and you know, but some of you don't. So I'm going to share some things. It's very important that you know. For starters, it's all Satan. If you're not right here, satanic for sure. So He-Man, Satan, okay? Um, Smurfs, Satan, okay? Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, motherfucking Satan. Holy shit. Um, and then, of course, you know, the worst scourge, the most dangerous show on television, The Simpsons. So I grew up with a lot of rules around these sorts of things. And, uh, and, and where I lived in Pennsylvania, in Pennsylvania it was harder to get alcohol. So like uh, nobody drank in, in the church that I was in. Like there's no drinking of alcohol. When we moved to Michigan, suddenly like you could buy alcohol at, a, at like the corner store in Michigan. In Pennsylvania you have to go to a liquor store to buy beer even. Uh, and so, then, so Christians can drink in Michigan. It was very confusing. I was like, but Satan, and there's not Satan. <laughs> Little red wine. I'm like, Satan wine. Um, but, uh, but, but the Simpsons remained prohibited, which is important to remember. And so I went off to a Christian college, uh, but not a Baptist college. I went to Calvin College in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, it's a, uh, in the Reformed tradition, for those of you uh, keeping theology scorecards. Um, and... Uh, Simpsons was on three times a day on the closed-circuit television. I don't know what the licensing deal was, but The Simpsons is a very good television program. If you haven't seen it, I recommend. There's a Bart, and I won't get into it. But um, I was watching all The Simpsons, but I was like, Satan, how will I tell my family? But I got really into it, um, and... Uh, by the time I became, and I know that I put out a very different energy than this, but uh, an RA. Um, uh, I made, secretly made Simpsons-themed, uh, like, we used to have, like, whiteboards on dorm. If you're old, you know these things. No computer talkie, righty. Um... And so I made these, like, whiteboards with Simpsons, and I was, like, trying to hide it. And then my parents found out, but I, and I found out, no, we've been watching The Simpsons for years. What's your problem? And I was like, you. <laughs> so that was that. So, okay. So then um, uh, time passes. Um, I didn't really drink in college. Uh, it was a dry campus, for one thing. Um, and uh, so it, uh, until I be- became of age, and then I, I would imbibe on occasion. Um, and then I, you know dad vibe like I got into like IPAs and like thoughtful <laughs> scotch ale and I was on beer advocate rating beers and things and um oh it's, I just realized I'm gonna out myself for something I don't always talk about I helped found Wild Goose Creative <laughs> uh, thank you and uh in the early days before we had a building or anything we would do all sorts of events, and we used to do a thing called a New Year's Festival. So uh, in the days preceding and then just after the New Year, we would have all day 
events around every possible kind of art, um, music events and storytelling and um, culinary events and beer tasting. <laughs> and so we would do all this stuff, and we were at um, my friend, the, the Decker's house, and uh, upstairs, my sister-in-law was doing a culinary event. She's a pastry chef around like strawberries, all these different things you could do with strawberries. And I'm down in the basement, and we're doing a beer tasting down in the basement. And my in-laws show up. <laughs> my father-in-law is a Methodist pastor, <laughs> child of alcoholics. And they didn't know that we drank until there we are, <laughs> five flights in. <laughs> surrounded with booze, tiny tasting cups. <laughs> and I was like, Dan, good to see you. Didn't know you were coming to the event. Would you like a beer? <laughs> no, thank you. And I, but then it was a beer tasting. It's like the opposite of the debauched uh, experience he would have maybe imagined. And they, didn't, they never said anything. They didn't seem to care. And so we stopped hiding the liquor when they came to our house. <laughs> Um, which we did for like almost a decade, which is like, you're nearly 30. Like, you can just tell your parents that you drink sometimes. Um, the last story I wanted to tell about like getting caught with little secrets was <laughs> in the earlier days of Speakeasy, um, and we, like I said, it's coming up on 12 years, um, I would never tell stories in particular about Christian stuff or what I did for a living because I was really scared. Uh, and as it turned out, like presciently so in some ways, because Christians got real weird. <laughs> and they elected Donald Trump, which is something my Sunday school teacher would not have prepared me for. <laughs> um, and uh, I was really scared that people who were like good people <laughs> and loving people wouldn't like Christians. And so I never talked about it. And so like one day I like... I like, I, in my mind, oh God, so embarrassing. I like came out as a Christian. I was like, I just want you to know I've been hiding it, but I love Jesus. And of course, nobody gives a fuck. And uh, I felt more free to tell whatever I want. And so these are my... St the stupid little things that I was scared that people would judge me about. And I've spent so much of my life being afraid of what people will think um, and trying to manage expectations. You know, um, I think always being a little bit weird. I have a skin condition. I have several dad bods. <laughs> There's certain things I can't control and I worry about and I have worried about what people think and I'm always trying to, to, to create some kind of an acceptable persona from a young age. You know, when I was in elementary school, for starters, I was taught, I love the, the Jesus stuff that I, I learned when I was little. And I, a lot of it washed over me. Like, some of it kind of didn't, and I had to deal with it later. But, like, they told me that God was love. And I believed that then, and I believe it now. And I tried to be a person as a child that loved people, and I found it came very naturally to me. To, to love people. I find people are beautiful and wonderful and always have. And that made me a tender person and a sweet person as a young person and a weird person. I was go probably I was going to be a little weird anyway. And people made fun of me. 
And uh, it was painful. And so nobody ever told me not to be that person. But I, I learned enough from the culture to try to get, I was never going to be a tough guy. I fought a little bit. Um, um, but like to get, try to get hard and get stoic. I studied nerd stuff. Like I studied stoicism as a, maybe don't, I don't recommend it. I just tried to train myself not to have feelings to become analytical and and, um, and to not feel things, that feeling things was bad and that would hurt too much and couldn't do it. But as I've come to new health and reoriented some things about faith and grown up and been a dad, um, I learned, like, not only is it good to be tender and to be open-hearted and to love, but, like, I'm, I'm better at feelings than a lot of people. Like, it's real deep in me to be loving and, and open. And that... that I should live into that superpower. And I, this came to me from, from Kate's story about that southern girl that she put in the closet. And it reminded me of the tender boy that I said, you're not strong enough. I'll you know, take things for you. And I just want to continue to welcome him back out. And for you, you know, whoever your best self is, um, that hopefully your world is safe enough to be that person. And if it isn't, maybe try to find a safer people, a safer life, and, uh, and be, be yourself. Thank you.